Hello everyone, welcome back to my podcast. I interview Airbnb hosts every week from all over the world and ask questions that could be useful to other short-term rental hosts. This podcast is sponsored by Airbitix. The platform helps you gain a clear insight on a short-term rental market in 10 minutes. Today's guest is Jackie from Murfreesboro in Tennessee. She runs four Airbnb units, all within a 50 acres farmland. She started her first listing with a mud house in the farmland. And now she is building the fifth unit to run on Airbnb. Her revenues from those four listings are somewhere between four to seven thousand dollars per month. And during this pandemic, around 50% of the next 30 days are booked. I can see that you have four listings in yes. the 50 acres farmland. Mm -hmm. So are they all located like one next to each other's or are they like quite secluded? Each yeah, they're, um, each one is probably about a football field away from the other one, like right. in all different directions. So uh, that's okay. nice. They all kind of have their own privacy and separate entrances. Right. So you have two one-bedroom houses, one studio, one three-bedroom houses. Is that right? Um, no, uh, I don't have any three-bedroom. I just have um, a studio that's about 900 square feet, um, a tiny house that's about 500 square feet, and then another tiny house that's 300 square feet, and then the Hobbit house, which is made of mud. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, how did you get started? What was your motivation when you started your first rental? Um, well, the first rental was actually the mud house. And um, we actually just built that for fun. Uh, it was free to build. We used all the materials were from the land. So we actually, it's literally just made out of mud. Um, and we weren't using it for anything after we got done. And as I put it on Airbnb as a joke, like, haha, this will be funny. And I had it, I think I had it priced at like $30. Um, just like I said, as a joke and someone, people started booking it and I was, I had no supplies. I had to go run and get an air mattress. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is actually happening. And then once I saw that, and mind you this this building does not have running water it does not have a shower it doesn't have a toilet nothing and people were still coming so i said wow if i'm making money off of a mud hut how good could i do with you know something else and that's what <laughs> started everything how much did you charge per night for the mud house the mud house I started, I think, at like thirty or thirty-five dollars, but now it's up to a hundred, and people are still still book it like crazy. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard about mud house Airbnb. Is it yeah. like? Have you ever seen any other houses doing the same concept? Um, I don't think I don't know if there's any other in Tennessee, but it's actually you know if you the option under Airbnb like unique stays. Yep. It, it would be classified under uh, earthen homes. So, yeah. Interesting. And which year was it? That, that I put it on? 
Um, yep. Uh, I think it was 2018 or 2007, end of 2017 or early 18. Right. And when did you decide to start your the second house? Um, I would say very shortly after, probably a few months. Right. So, and then it just trickled. I was like, oh, I want to do more and more and more. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And what's your current situation with your rental? Because I can see that at least 50% of your calendars for next 30 days seems to be booked. Are mm -hmm. they real bookings? Are there available bookings? Uh, no. Are they real bookings? Or did you just block yeah. it because of the pandemic? Oh, no. They're real. Yeah. I don't block out dates. <laughs> right. So, okay. That's, that's pretty nice considering the current situation, how about like, how much of, how many of the cancellations did you get in the past months? Um, so when everything kind of, I think I started quarantine uh, here in Tennessee the 18th of March. Yeah. And around then I started getting all these text messages, cancellation, cancellation. I was like, oh no, it's happening. And then, you know, I'm part of the Facebook you know, groups and everyone is freaking out. So it scared me. Yeah. So March um, was actually still continued to be a pretty good month. April scared me the beginning of April because everyone dropped off. But then towards like the second week of April is when I feel like people were starting to get sick of staying at home. So they were like, Hey, and, and there's also strategies that I use as far as um, writing, I changed all the titles to secluded and mentioned that we're on land and you wouldn't be near anyone, you know, and that, I think that really, even just changing those words in the titles, I got so many more um, hits and like questions. And I just really tried to um, make the potential guests understand, like I would take care of it and they're going to be safe out here. And there's so much, you know, they, they can bring their kids and let them run and get energy out instead of being in your neighborhood, stuck inside, you don't have a yard. So people really, it, it spiked up a lot. So I was very thankful for that. That's, that's nice. That's, that's good. Um, when are your busiest month and when were your quietest month? Um, let, I'll actually look at that um the months that you think are going to be terrible are your best months so um like i would think out here uh you know we have the pond and like just outdoor things to do you would think the summer is would be great but this month or this year my best month was february and i think i actually brought in i brought in about seven thousand dollars in February from the four units yes yeah interesting what what do they usually come visit your place for um in February so, um you know I don't I don't even remember what it was for I we are really close to the interstate so I feel that we're a good stop as far as oh, it's fast, I can get off the interstate. If I'm, you know, in Florida and heading up northeast, I can just stop here. Or 
we have a lot of um cons we're you know 35 40 minutes from nashville which is a great hot spot right now um i think a lot of things like that just come into a good play with it right that makes sense then what has been on occupancy rate during like the high season for you which is february and like around that time um i think our occupancy rate was about 65 percent 65 how about like during summer last year uh i believe it was uh low 50s low 50s all right mm -hmm. so there isn't much too much of the gap between the high season and the low season for you right yeah all right and how do you do pricing um as far as like my cleaning fee and everything like that um the nightly fees like how do you decide how much that's going to be cost on that night um so i do not do the smart pricing because i do not trust it right so um i just kind of i will maybe once a month go through airbnb and type in you know my location and look at what everyone else is doing and i just want to be just a tad lower i mean if if you want to do 79 or or 70 dollars do 69 because that looks better than 70 you know mm -hmm. and then don't totally jack up your cleaning fee to where when they go to check out they're like oh my gosh what the heck happened here you know yeah so that's been i good. see that's interesting and what has been your revenue during uh you've mentioned about february but during like the typical months like november october or april um i would say uh, let's see so uh, last let's see last may we brought in uh 4400 june was 5300 july was 5200 all right so that's the total revenue yes so i'm i my goal that i am satisfied with for the amount of work and money that i put in um is i want to at least clear 4500 and I'm okay. Now, if we get above that, that would be amazing, but I set that goal for myself. Right, and that's around how many nights that you need to be booked for the month? Um, I would need to be booked uh, about 65. Right. Between, that's with, four so i mean that's that's pretty low really yeah because yeah I, I can also i saw that you also have like a monthly discount or like mm -hmm. weekly discount so if you get that kind of bookings then you have like one month fully blocked so that's 100 percent occupancy rate for that one house right okay um yeah the next question is what are the top challenges about running Airbnb for you? 
Um, I would say the challenges for me are I work full time um, as a dental hygienist. So I really can't oversee um, cleaning and things like that. I clean on the weekends when I'm off to cut costs. Um, but say I, I'm very finicky when it comes to cleaning. So I really, you know, even just a ha one hair left on the sink or anything like that, that just drives me crazy. So finding good people, reliable people to help you clean. And then also pricing, because if the pricing yourself too low attracts, um, very very bad guests and i've had a few bad guests because i think i attracted them myself with my low pricing um and then i think that's really the majority of it and probably where just wear on your furniture that you bought because you need you need nice things if you want to attract the right guests but then in the same breath the nice things that you've purchased are getting degraded over time right makes sense are you planning to make your own personal website for the airbnb i have um i have made uh, my own instagram pages so and i've linked them through when you check in uh you know how you can add the photos if there's any special check-in yep i taken photos for each listing but then at the the very last photo is please follow us on our um on our airbnb uh instagram page okay makes sense um right and you've mentioned about getting the right cleaning is one of your challenge because you need to work full time right and how do you how did you find the cleaners and how do you like keep them to work with you? Thankfully my cleaners have been, um, people that I know. I right. just, I, I honestly don't know how people would, I know there's apps, you know, out there that you can like turn over Airbnb that you can, um, find people to do the job for you. But again, I just don't really trust people that I don't know to do it. I see. So you know some people and mm -hmm. they're the one who helps with your Airbnb. Are they your co-host as well? Um, yes, they are. Yep. Okay. So they can answer people while I'm at work. All right. Yep. Um, are you planning to get more houses built in that farmland? Yes. I, we are actually working on our fifth one right now. Okay. How is that going? Um, well, it's it's going okay. It's, mm -hmm. you know, kind of stinks because we're in this pandemic. So, yeah. you know, I've been furloughed. So, um, and I'm on unemployment and my unemployment has not kicked in still. So, uh, I've had zero income come in. Thank God for Airbnb. It's been honestly such a blessing. Uh, so... I'm kind of trying to conserve. So we're going to, that's, we have something we're doing, you know, we're, we DIY everything. So, um, we just have to kind of wait until we have some more cash flow coming in to do the things we need to hire out. 
I see. Like paintings or um, well, we yeah we do we do all of that ourselves. So thankfully, also my husband is um, in construction, so we can do most of it. Really, it's just um, buying the supplies. So like buying the cabinets to install. We can do everything ourselves. Okay. We just we just need money. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.